Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Paid my dues time after time. The playoffs are likely over for fantasy football. But has there ever been more on the line for NFL teams than this week? Week 17 is here. Let's do it. Okay, let's do this. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Okay, gang, it's week 17 in the National Football League. Good evening. This is Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. Uh, it is week 17. Likely the playoffs are over in your fantasy league. Hopefully we helped uh, throughout the season uh, that you could make it to the big dance and win when it counted. Uh, I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world, a high-stakes fantasy football broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. Um, it's all uh, on the line this week for many NFL teams, not necessarily fantasy teams, but the National Football League has, is at its peak right now. I don't think we've ever seen a week uh, where more is on the line. Uh, we've got 16 games uh, to go. We're going to get to all of them tonight. Uh, and we do have uh, our guests on the show. And all, as always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Trent. Mike, what are we looking at this week, buddy? little technical difficulty here. We're having a switchboard problem. 
see if we can't get that mic on the air. Mike, are you on? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. I don't know what the problem was, but it looks like we we can hear you loud and clear now. Loud and clear. Well, that's good. But uh, what you were talking about, Scott, was uh, last week uh, there were a lot of opportunities for a lot of teams, and they failed to do it. Um, Dallas Cowboys failed to close the deal. Uh, Denver, they failed to close the deal. Um, And uh, there were just a lot of things that uh, happened last week that uh, a lot of teams could have uh, taken advantage of. Now Denver has to go to San Diego and play at San Diego. And in that AFC, I found that very intriguing because the fact that the winner of that game is going to be in the playoffs and there could be a New England Patriot team that might not make it with the record that they have, and that's a shame. Uh, You look at the uh, NFC, Dallas-Philly, big game, big game. Uh, You know, it's going to come down to – you know, who wins that game? Uh, who goes to playoffs? And uh, th- there's a lot of quality teams out there. And uh, But i, I got to give kudos to the uh, to the big comeback. It has to be the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Soprano, he, he's done it. Bill Parcells, they've done it. And they made things happen. But big thing is Chad Pennington against Brett Favre. Dolphins, Jets. We'll see what happens. It, it ought to be fun, Scott. Last week, it ought to be fun. Well, we've got a lot on the line tonight. We have playoff scenarios galore. I have a nice little application up. So if, you, uh, if you're not sure about your team in the playoffs, we have a uh, playoff scenario generator uh, that Yahoo was kind enough to put together. Somebody actually put this together for Yahoo this year, and it is awesome. Uh, breaks down for the last several weeks. It's broken down if uh, your team wins or loses what that does to the playoff picture. So we have that. If you have any questions, uh, the, the most intriguing things that I see uh, with this generator are the fact that Carolina uh, can go uh, from the two seed and home field basically throughout to the, through the NFC championship game all the way down to the fifth seed with a loss. Atlanta can take that division um, and, and claim the two seed to win just what is a remarkable story for them. Uh, Matt Ryan, they're at home against St. Louis. So you've got to figure – uh, they're going to put together a, a game uh, to be able to beat St. Louis. The question will be, can Carolina keep it rolling? And at New Orleans, uh, at New Orleans, they have a lot to play for because Drew Brees is going for the record uh, that uh, Dan Marino set back in 1984, that, uh, that season where they posted 5,000. I've got 5,184 yards. Looks like he needs 402 to break that record, and at home, I'm sure he's going to go for it. So, that should be one of our games of the week that we're going to uh, we're going to take a, a, a close look at this week. And uh, man, from a two seed all the way to a five seed, um, Mike. I've also got teams here. I've got Denver, San Diego, Jets, Miami, Patriots, uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, Tampa Bay. Uh, we already talked about Carolina and Atlanta. Uh, that's like eleven teams that have uh, a lot at stake this week. Um, and I don't remember a week seventeen that's been like this. No, I'll I tell you what, uh, you know, it seems like every year that there's uh, a few teams that are involved uh, that have some kind of stake, but uh, not like this year. This year you've got, uh, what, seven, eight, nine teams, and they're all fighting for 
uh, whether it be home field or uh, just to get into the dance, just to play, just to play. And uh, a long time ago, uh, Coach said, uh, just get me in there, just get me in there. I want to play, and we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams can take from uh, what uh, Tom Coughlin did last year with the Giants, just just get me in, just get me in, and we'll see what happens. So it's been a lot of fun, and uh, it's not over with. I mean, week 17, there's a ton of teams that have a lot of implications, and if you're, uh, you know, still alive in fantasy football, still playing. God help and, you. God help you. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, you, you might have something. We talked about this offline. Uh, Mike and I had a conversation this week uh, earlier about uh, leagues that had their championship game in week 17. You've got mm-hmm. to write your commissioner. You've got to call him and say, let's get that rule changed. Your, yeah. your championship just has to take place in week 16. Um Week 17, there's just too many variables at stake. You've got uh, just depending on what's going on with the league, uh, players sitting, players resting. Um, it's just a confusing time. So hopefully you guys uh, aren't in that situation. If you are, we're here to help. Uh, you can give us uh, your who do I start questions if they're a little bit obscure. We're definitely going to be talking uh, in the next week here uh, fantasy playoffs. Uh, a lot of these uh, contests are being ran to host uh, the playoff uh, fantasy football. And there's a great contest over at the FFPC.com that they're running uh, with an entry fee, and uh, top prize will probably be over five grand again. Uh, it's a great contest. I had the, the honor of winning that a couple years ago when the Colts played the Bears. Uh, and so fantasy playoffs are exciting when, you, when you're talking fantasy football. Most of those formats are set up where you have one team, uh, one player from any one team. You can't pick more than one, te- uh, one player. I like those. Uh, those are the ones that seem to uh, get a lot of interest in the off season, but. Uh, before we get to a, a lot of NFL action, we do want to talk about Blog Talk Radio and the Fantasy Sports Channel. Uh, they're doing a great job putting us out there. We're, we're pretty much, uh, you can download us from the website. You can download us from the Fantasy Sports Channel. You can listen to our show on iTunes Radio. Just click uh, Radio on your iTunes player, and then you'll see Fantasy Sports, and you'll see the Fantasy Sports Channel, and we, we stream live from there. We've also got a, a few new connections that uh, – Mark Ronick has been working hard uh, to to get us out there and promote the shows. There's a lot of talented uh, writers and uh, analysts on these shows um, that have a much better pedigree than Mike or I. But uh, we love fantasy football, and we're we're going to be here to stay and all through the off season talking dynasty and and uh, what we can do to uh, to help you guys with any thoughts that you have uh, pertaining to fantasy football. Uh, we also have to mention that we had two guests on this year. Uh, that took down major titles uh, in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, and that seems to be generating a lot of interest now. Uh, we had Dave Gerzak. He's actually, I saw him pop into the chat room earlier, not sure if he's still around, but he won uh, $100,000 in the National Fantasy Football Championship uh, NBC event, uh, their inaugural first year. He he took home the $100,000, so we're, we're, uh, we're very That's excited for Dave and his friends and his family. Uh, they they put together a solid team, and uh, really it was no contest uh, about halftime. We kind of knew that he was going to take it down after a couple of his uh, guys showed up. We also had another guest of ours, uh, Chad Schroeder, who uh, was in line for the million-dollar top prize at the Fantasy Football Open Championship. He took down second place uh, for $100,000, very respectable season. He also took down the top prize at the Fantasy Football Players Championship of $75,000. So we had Chad on last week. He took down 
$175,000 in two contests, uh, plus several others that I don't have in front of me, but I know he he, he put a dent in uh, some of those winnings this year, and we're just really excited for those guys. We're proud of them, and, and we're, uh, we were fortunate enough to have them on the show this year. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, you know, they, they were awesome to be a part of it, and uh, you got to pat yourself on the back. Uh, I think you uh, you won a couple of leagues, and uh, you were uh, in one of the uh, dynasty leagues where you were just like five and seven, something like that. But you scored yeah. a ton of points, and next thing you know, you uh, you end up you you won the Super Bowl. And uh, I, I was tracking your team, and uh, just you you just made things happen, and that's what that's what it's all about. So uh, pat yourself on the back there too, Scott. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. That's a fun league. It's a 2014 Dynasty League. I, I'm in a lot of Dynasty Leagues, I think seven or so, and I only took down one of my Dynasties, but uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. I was actually four out of five in league title games last week, so we do have a little bit of success on our side. We, we kind of know what we're doing, but we also are, are here to uh, get your guys' feedback uh, and any questions that you may have for the show. Um, we'd be happy to, uh, to listen to them. Uh, you can call our show at 347 324 5404. Give us a call and we'll chat. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, also, if you're a listener, uh, you know I, I hate to bring this stuff up when we've got football to talk about, but if you could if you could sign up for uh, an account uh, at Blog Talk Radio, they're free accounts. Uh, it allows you to participate in the chat room, uh, and also you can uh, rate our show for us. Just uh, go on there and, and rate us one to five stars. We'd, we'd like the five stars, but tell us what you think, and that'll help us grow and improve. And uh, leave us a comment. Uh, and mark our show a favorite if if you haven't done that already. Mark our show a favorite, and it'll send you a reminder in your email uh, when our show is getting ready to air. Yeah, that sounds okay, good, Mike. Scott. I mean, just uh, you know, throw in there uh, a five why you like us, a one why you don't like us. Uh, you know, ways we can improve uh, because we're we're here for you, and uh, you're here for us, and uh, we want to make it better, and we're going to continue to make it better. So that sounds good. Well, let's get right to it. Um, we've got uh, we've just got a ton of, of uh, games to go over here, and uh, I don't know how much fantasy implications we'll have, but uh, let's get to it. All right, enough of that. We've got uh, targets to discuss from last week. Uh, top targets in the league that I wanted to, to bring up here. Obviously, Brandon Marshall has, again, uh, been on fire. He's, he's Cutler's favorite uh, favorite target. He had 16 targets last week. Uh, Donald Driver is healthy again, uh, although he I did see on my injury report here that he, uh, he does have a little bit of a knee problem. He did fully practice. He is probable for that game uh, against Detroit. Uh, Green Bay is an 11-point favorite in that game. Donald Driver had 14 targets last week. Uh, another guy you want to look out for if you're in, if you're one of these teams that's snake bit uh, and you're in the playoffs in week 17 and you're looking for somebody to start and take a flyer on uh, Dennis Northcutt third in targets last week with 13 targets for Jacksonville Jacksonville's in a game that they would just love to go into Baltimore and win that game Baltimore's a 12 and a half point favorite the over under in that game's 37 and a half. Um, Dennis Northcutt in Jacksonville MJD I did see on my injury report here he did practice. I know he looked uh, like an, had an ugly injury there for in, against Indianapolis, but he fully participated in practice, and he expects and announced that he would be starting the game. So that's good for Jacksonville, and that's not so good for Baltimore if you if you really want to uh, nail your playoff chances here. 
No, it's not very good. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunities there for Baltimore, uh, but it's it's going to be typical uh, Baltimore smash mouth defense, and there's there's not not many fantasy points going to be uh, going to be heard from. I, I I just don't see it, Scott. Well, it looks like Baltimore only has to worry about uh, New England winning. That's the only way that they uh, can can lose their bid is if um, they lose, if Baltimore loses, and then you have New England win their game. Uh, what happens at that point is New England um, gets in along with the winner of the Jets-Miami. Okay, right. that's how that works. If if um, if if Baltimore loses to Jacksonville and David Garrard gets hot and it's a game that I man twelve and a half points, I'm I'm kind of liking it. I know we've got some Baltimore fans here uh, that that have some uh, some uh, forward looking uh, thoughts on the Ravens, but I saw on the injury report that Reed and Roll are both limited and questionable, and then you've got Mason is a game down time decision. Now, if you guys have watched any Baltimore games this year. That offense doesn't really work without Derrick Mason. So these are some injuries at a wrong time for Baltimore, and, I, and I'm wondering why the spread hasn't caught up to that. I'd love to have one of the guys like uh, Alex or Dave stop in and, and talk a little bit more about that. Um, but 12 and a half points, well, that's a lot of points. You know what? I hope they do stop in and uh, give, us a, give us a little bit of an insight. Uh, the only thing that I can tell is the bottom line is Baltimore's defense is that good. I mean, there is no way that uh, anybody's going to score against them. Uh, yeah, cheap touchdown here or there, but, uh, you know, Baltimore's defense is that good. So that's the only thing I can figure, but I hope they check in. Well, let's keep looking. Uh, again, Dennis Northcutt might be somebody you could throw in with 13 targets and eight the week before. Uh, you've got to figure that um, he's, uh, he's a big part of that offense right now. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, again, with 12 targets. Uh, obviously, the game that uh, that he's in is is just one that uh, you know it's, it's it's for pride. Kansas City at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a three point favorite. Thirty nine is the over under. Uh, Benson, uh, my good friend Alex said to uh, to start Benson last week. Thirty eight carries last week. Uh, versus Cleveland. Thirty eight carries last week versus Cleveland. For 171 yep. yards, uh, now he faces the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know he's got to be licking his chops. Kansas City's 31st in the run, uh, against the run. So if you've got Benson on your lineup and you need him this week, uh, don't be afraid to put him in there. He's a big part of that offense right now with the mess that is uh, Cincinnati. Chad Johnson did not practice. He's questionable. Uh, and obviously Carson Palmer has that injury, uh, and we won't be seeing him. Um, Mike, we've got uh, let's see other targets. I want to go. I want to go back to that game real quick, Scott. Uh, okay, go ahead. DJ Husmanzada. Is he a viable option this week? I mean, I think he is. You know what? He did not. Uh, I, I saw him appear on the injury report, but it sounds like he is a go because uh, I didn't write his name down as somebody to be worried about this week. So. Uh, whether or not he practiced on Friday, I think was the question. I, he must have because he. I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's questionable to uh, to start this week. So I think you will see Husmanzada. You're just not going to see. I, I doubt you see Chad Johnson. He didn't practice and he's questionable. Well, um, and and a lot of it uh, has to do with uh, the weather. Uh, in the last two three weeks, Cincinnati, they have no chance of throwing the ball, so they've had to run the ball. 
because the weather has been so bad where they've been playing. This week, it the weather looks to be pretty good uh, throughout the entire uh, entire nation. So uh, I see uh, I see a little bit of uh, throwing of uh, Fitzpatrick to Husmazada. Uh, Hey, maybe Chris Henry. Even if you have uh, if you have another option there that you want to uh, to get some targets, maybe Chris Henry. But Benson, I think, is again the guy they're going to go with to beat Kansas City. You just need to run the ball. You don't have to get fancy. I don't know what went on with that Miami game last week. I was counting on Ronnie Brown. I mean, he's a he's supposedly be good enough uh, for the Pro Bowl, but he had like four carries all game against the against the Chiefs. And I'm like, why don't you just run this ball against the Chiefs? You, you know that you can run on them. You just pound them. And for some reason, they just kept throwing the ball. I guess they saw what they wanted to. They got the win, so I guess that's all that matters. But I, uh, I really wanted Ronnie Brown to do something, and it seemed like all they were doing was giving it to Ricky. So maybe, maybe they're just uh, continuing to rest Ronnie, and, and in a game that they, I mean, they needed to win it. So I, I just didn't see. I didn't. It, it was unfathomable to me why they didn't uh, give him more looks. Marquez Colston, uh, another target. Three of the last four weeks, he's had at least 12 targets. He is, he is back and on fire. Uh, for Drew Brees, he's obviously his favorite target now that he's back. Let's talk about New Orleans real quick. We did talk about uh, how Drew Brees needs this game, uh, this 402 yards to break the record. You, you figure at home he's going to play his heart out uh, to get that record, and they would love to have that celebration there. Uh, but this game against Carolina is not going to be easy. Pierre Thomas is banged up. Um, what I have here is that Deuce McAllister uh, – well, first of all, Pierre got wrist and back injuries. I don't know what happened there. I, I didn't see the injury. But uh, Deuce McAllister and Mike Bell are expected to get the carries. And since Pierre did not practice on Friday, that's the key thing you look for in these injuries. If they don't practice on Friday, you've got to get them out of your lineup. Uh, I mean, it's just too big of a risk, if, especially if you have a championship on the line. So Deuce McAllister and Mike Bell are, are, are likely going to get carries if he can't go. Yeah, um, again – but Go ahead. You're totally right, Scott. And uh, one thing about it is, you got to watch uh, what does uh, New Orleans have on the front end as far as uh, blocking and uh, getting things done. Because uh, I see D. Will just continuing to do what he's been doing. I mean, this guy has been a monster. And yeah. if he gets a little bit tired, just a little bit tired, Jonathan Stewart takes over. Uh, Carolina just impresses the heck out of me, and uh, I'm just I, I'm loving watching this this team play because Jake DeLome he sets back and he can hit Steve Smith whenever he wants to because the ground game has been opened up so much. Well, we talked about that at the top of the hour. Uh, Carolina can move from a two seed all the way down to a five seed with an Atlanta win and a Carolina loss. So you know they're going to play uh, going to play their guys. They have a lot to play for. Now, uh, if I have here, I didn't take a look. Let me go to the Game Center real quick for NFL.com. Carolina-New Orleans is the 1 o'clock game. Atlanta is also the 1 o'clock game. So they're going to be watching the scoreboard there. I don't see St. Louis knocking Atlanta off, but that's going to be one of those games where they're both watching the scoreboard to see what's going on and what's happening, and that's that's always exciting in Week 17. Yeah, and what's, a, what, uh, what's going on with the 4 o'clock games? You got uh, you got Miami and the Jets, and you got Philly and uh, Dallas. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be going on. They're going to be checking out the one o'clock games, but the bottom line is they they got to take care of business. Every team has to take care of business real quick. Well, we're going to get to those games as well. Um, I, 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 there's a lot here on the horizon here to talk about, but Carolina. 
Uh, just to finish up with them, I had a message board question uh, that was posted, and it asked me, uh, obviously, with uh, we, we've liked D-Well all year, uh, talk about D'Angelo's draft position next year. Top five pick, or is he overvalued? How many squads of yours will he be on? Um, it's a great question. It's very hard to see uh, a guy um, with uh, Jonathan Stewart's talent just sit on the bench. You're, you have to think that they are going to utilize more of that running back by committee, true running back by committee. This is Jonathan Stewart's first year. They're going to give him – they've been giving him a little bit of workload, easing him in, John Fox easing him in, and, and you know, if he gets 30% of the carries at the end of the year, I think that's, that's going to be high for him. Um, but I think, I think as next year goes on, it, it's going to be a little bit of a closer – uh, to a 50-50 split there because I think Stewart is just as talented uh, as, as D'Angelo. But D'Angelo really showed what he has this year in that vision. He's not dancing around as much. He's hitting the holes, and he's, and he's, and he's following his blockers. He's putting a lot of faith. Fox kind of blamed his last couple of years on, on that fact uh, uh, that Memphis, when he was at Memphis, he wasn't asked. He was asked to make plays. Uh, Memphis didn't have the best, uh, the best team to, to do that with, and so he had to just kind of do his own thing. Uh, whereas in the NFL, that would get you killed. And, and you know, he did have a, his share of nice games in his first couple of years, but he wasn't hitting the hole as hard as he needs to. He's doing that now. He's, he's putting a lot of faith in his offensive line. They have a good one. Um, and I, what, I think you're just seeing his full potential. Right, exactly. I mean, he's got a ton of potential. And uh, Jonathan Stewart, he can get it done. Uh, there's, there's tons of players that can get it done. Uh, Matt Ryan, he's proven it. And that's uh, that's very rare in the NFL. Uh, but when it comes down to running backs and the way they can get it done, I think Jonathan Stewart is uh, just being very happy to learn behind D. Will and uh, see what happens uh, in that in that package. Because you know in the NFL, uh, it's, it's who knows what's going to happen from one Sunday to the next. So yeah, very unpredictable. I mean, yeah, it, it very it's very unpredictable. So, uh, but uh, they they learn from each other and uh, they they thrive on each other. And uh, I've I've appreciated watching uh, D. Will and Jonathan Stewart uh, uh, as well as uh, Matt Ryan and these young kids. I mean, they're making things happen. But uh, they also understand that uh, hey, it it might not be there the next Sunday. So. It's yep. been a lot of fun, Scott. We've got uh, Terrell Owens with 12 targets as well. Uh, let's talk about Dallas for a minute. This is a big, big game. Dallas against Philadelphia at Philadelphia. Philly's a minus. Uh, they're one and a half point favorite, 42 and a half point spread uh, over under. So it's going to be a big, uh, big game for them on the injury fronts. Witten uh, with the knee and the ankle. You saw how he, he made plays last week, even injured, and he was hobbling around. He was limited Friday in practice today. So he is probable for that game. You can't see Witten missing out on this game. The bigger story is Marion Barber. He's a game-time decision, uh, limited in practice. To sharp choices, definitely looked more than capable. Um, that's going to be uh, a key uh, injury to watch for and to decide this game. If you're thinking about betting on that game, uh, that's going to be one that I'm going to be watching. Philadelphia on that front, Kevin Curtis did practice Friday. He's probable for the game, and, and, my, and Brian Westbrook. He practiced today. He's probable. So you're going to see those two players. Uh, the one player that you're not going to see, uh, very like, unlikely, L.J. Smith. He's doubtful. He did not practice today. We were, we were all watching that. Um, Leroy Zace's Go Philly in the chat room. 
Um, I guess he has uh, something on the line here. But uh, I tell you what, that's uh, that's a weapon that uh, McNabb is is going to miss uh, with L.J. Smith. He had a big day in targets last week with 10. Uh, So he looked like he was uh, rounding into form, and uh, now it doesn't look like he's going to finish up. Well, Scott, I'd like to touch on that game just a little bit. Uh, The one big thing, of course, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but uh, the one big thing in that game that uh, means a lot to me is DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware, if he can get off the tackle, if he can can make things happen, uh, Donovan McNabb, Brian Westbrook, will have no chance. So this is an opportunity for Dallas, which – they had an opportunity uh, last week and didn't take advantage of it. But this is a real opportunity. Their defense can make things happen. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, whether it's Marion Barber, I, you know, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a big deal. Deshard Choice has already proven that he can bust through holes and make things happen for the offense. So. Give it to Choice, give it to Barber, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, the main thing is uh, the defense has to rise up and play big, and that's going to be on DeMarcus Ware. Mike, if you had to guess, Philadelphia run defense for fantasy running backs, how, uh, from 1 to 32, uh, what do you think they're ranked, Philadelphia? Uh, I, would say they're, I would say they're right around uh, 25. They're, they're not that good. <laughs> okay. Uh, the answer is number three. They wow. are number three against running backs this year. They have been on an absolute tear. You've got Baltimore one, Pittsburgh two. Philadelphia is number three against the run. So I think you're going to need Marion Barber in that game. Uh, obviously, Choice uh, is, is somebody that, like you said, he has uh, he has shown his uh, his ability. He is not a he is not a, a flash in the pan. He's this kid has a, a lot of talent. But against this Philadelphia home crowd and against this team that needs to win, I think you need Marion Barber in here to win that game. I, I think it's well, actually too much for Tony Romo. Well, I tell you what, I, I think uh, I think Barber had fun in week three against Philadelphia, and I think Choice will do the same thing. You've also got uh, Philadelphia with a pass defense that's formidable. You want to guess? You want you want to take your hand at your, your guess at that Philadelphia passing all, uh, defense? Well, I knew they were in the top five. That's right. They are. They're number five. Yeah, number five in the league uh, against quarterbacks. So this is just not uh, this is not looking good for Dallas to be coming into this game. Now, usually you're a three point favorite at home. Uh, so the so. Vegas has them at a one-and-a-half-point favorite, so it's uh, it's one of those games that's just going to come down to the wire. Um, Marion Barber did have 18 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Romo uh, earlier this year, week two, lit him up for 312 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Witten went off in that game, seven catches, 110 yards, and Owens had two scores. One was a 72-yarder They got he got loose on. Uh, this is his former team that he uh, he does seem like he always gets amped up. Um on the on the Philly side of the ball, just for recollection, uh, McNabb had 280 yards and a touchdown, 25 of 37. Westy 18 carries, 58 yards and two touchdowns. He didn't get off, but he did have six catches for 45 and a touchdown. So a huge, huge day for Westbrook uh, just to win that game. 
Uh, actually, they that was a game they fell short, 41 to 37. So even with a big day from Westbrook and a decent day, 281 yards and a touchdown, their defense just got ran all over by the Cowboys uh, in Dallas. Uh, the question is, will the story be different in Philadelphia? Uh, well, I think I think it will be uh, a little bit because uh, on Philly side, because Jason Witten is he's not the same Jason Witten this week that he was in week two. Well, we'll see. He's got the, he's got an injury to contend with, and uh, Rumble's going to have his work cut out for him. Let's move on. Uh, Isaac Bruce, twelve uh, targets last week uh, in a, in a game. Uh, San Francisco uh, doesn't have a lot to, to play for here. Uh, again, it's a pride game. Washington at San Francisco, three point favorite, thirty seven and a half over under. We're not going to talk uh, much about that. Uh, Lavernius Coles, eleven targets last week for the Jets. Uh, he's uh, obviously just a steady producer, and uh, I guess I'm going to lose that bet. I, uh, I thought Cotri would have a much better year than him, and um, I, I was po- spotting somebody 30 points, 30 fantasy points. Yeah. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so congratulations. Uh, Heinz Ward, 11 targets. Well, before we go there, let's, let's talk about the Jets. They've got a lot to play for. Um, they've, got, uh, they've dug themselves uh, their own grave. Uh, and they have to dig their way out of it if they want to uh, if they want to make the playoffs. If they want to make the playoffs, first of all, they have to beat the Miami Dolphins, uh, Jeff, and then they need then they need one of two things to happen. They need uh, either Baltimore to lose, or they need New England to lose. And let's take a look at that task. Uh, New England is a six point favorite on the road at Buffalo. And then we already talked about Baltimore being a uh, 12-point favorite, which I think is just way too many points against Jacksonville. But they're a 12-and-a-half-point favorite at Jacksonville. So um, the Jets have to have – they're going to be watching that scoreboard, uh, that New England-Buffalo game. Uh, When that game comes on, that's a 1 o'clock game as well. Uh, And if if New England wins that game, they're just going to have to uh, cross their fingers and hope that 4 o'clock game uh, against Baltimore, Jacksonville-Baltimore, goes their way. Otherwise, you know – um, but but that means they're going to play. That means that the, the, the timing of these games, that means they are going to put it all on the line and uh, and give it all they've got. Well, you know what? They have to, Scott. Uh, it, it's come down to uh, Jets-Dolphins, which I I never would have thought that, and I never would have thought that uh, Brett Barb. I mean, let's face it, he's, he's kind of folded up a little bit, and he knows he's hurt, and uh, it, it's been kind of a tough time for the Jets, but uh, here's a chance. And uh, I would like to see Brett Favre use Thomas Jones over and over and over again. Yeah. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Miami is the fifth-rated run defense against running backs. Uh, Against the quarterback, they are number 21. Uh, So that right there tells me that they are going to throw the ball on Miami. Uh, they're obviously going to try to have a balanced attack, but uh, they're 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 definitely going to try to uh, cater to the strengths. Miami is a, a nice team here, stomping the run at number five. Um, Favre will throw to Cotter and Coles, and hopefully get Keller involved. You have not seen Dustin Keller do much over these last three weeks or so. It seems like defenses have started to say, okay, you know what? We've got to stop that over the middle stuff that's moving the chains to Dustin Keller. And I don't know if it's just a learning curve that he's going through, or if it's far not finding him, I really haven't gotten to analyze it, but uh, Keller's just not been a part of the offense. 
No, yeah, and I think I think a lot of it is uh, Favre getting a little bit frustrated, uh, just you know, kind of going, well, where'd I go now? Where'd I go? And uh, it just it just hadn't happened. But uh, I think Brett Favre and the uh, the Jets they have a ton of possibilities. But you know, this is week seventeen, so it better get done, and and it better get done quickly. Well. I'm going to take a look. Uh, now that I said it, I don't want to steer somebody wrong. Uh, we're going to take a look at targets real quick uh, for Dustin Keller just to see what's going on here and take a little bit of a deeper look. The, this is a very important game if you're thinking about uh, Dustin Keller as your tight end. Uh, we don't want to see you get it wrong here. Um, Dustin Keller on the on the year obviously has been a nice uh, target to have. Okay. See, he had three weeks in a row of 10, 7, and 11. Targets, and then the last three weeks, six, five, and one last week. Um, so it's, it's either the defenses are, are trying to take him out of this game, or uh, or Favre's just not finding him one or the other. Miami against tight ends, number twenty. No, that's uh, that's against wide receivers. Miami's number twenty nine uh, against wide receivers. So they are uh, they're really allowing it to wideouts. They're number four against tight ends. So. Looks like it's going to be another tough day for Keller unless Favre starts forcing it in there. And he is—I mean—he's that gunslinger, so maybe he—maybe uh, he forces it in. But uh, very important game they're talking about in the chat room. Very important game for Mangini. Uh, let's talk about Miami real quick, Mike. We can't do that. I'm a Jets fan. I, I, we, we've got to cover both sides. Uh, Chad Pennington rides into town, Week 17, against the team uh, that let him go for Brett Favre. This guy has a lot to uh, a lot to play for against the uh, the New York Jets. The fans um, were, were glad to see Chad get this opportunity. I remember we were happy for him. It wasn't a it was a it was a nice breakup, one where you, you're still on talking terms and and we, uh, we we were happy to see him get his opportunity. And he, he gets it with the Dolphins and he just absolutely ran with it. Who would have ever thought he had this type of year in store? What's Miami going to do here? Are they going to look to run, pass, a bounce attack? They've got the Wildcat formation. Well, I'll tell you what. I think the uh, Wildcat formation is uh, pretty much done. I, I really do, Scott. Uh, they're going to pretty much uh, settle in with uh, Ricky and uh, Ronnie, and uh, they're going to run the ball for a while and uh, see what happens there. And then they're going to drop back, and uh, that tight end for Miami is going to be very, very impactful in this game. Right. And, You're right. I see that right here through the stats. Listen to this. The Jets are number 29 in the league against the pass right now. They've just really fell apart over the last couple of weeks. They're 29 in the pass. They've dropped to number nine against the run. This defense is really not getting it done. It's not all Brett Favre's fault here. Look at that. 29 against quarterbacks. Now look at this. Against the against the wide receivers, they're number 15. Okay, so that tells you they're a little bit more formidable on the corners. Uh, the corners are doing their job. But look at this, the linebackers. You, you, you got rid of Vilma. They're number 30 in the league against tight ends. So, Fasano, yeah. uh, who's the other one? Um, somebody Martin. Help me. Martin. Uh, Martin. Yep, in the chat room. Uh, they're coming through for us. Uh, your tight ends are, are going to uh, have a field day against the Jets, is what it looks like. So I think they will. Man, that's going to be a game. Let's keep going on the targets. Uh, there's just really, uh, again, that game, uh, I, if we didn't cover the spread, uh, the Jets game is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, Vegas does like them to win, but, again, they can win this game and still need help. They have to have Baltimore 
or the Patriots lose. And I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be big Buffalo Bill fans. Uh, Buffalo <laughs> at home. You, you, I, I've always liked the home dogs. If you're a home dog getting points in an important game, and, and Buffalo's looked pretty good, let's look at the injury situation here. Uh, Buffalo has Marshawn Lynch questionable. That uh, doesn't bode well for the Jets. Marshawn Lynch is questionable. He was limited in practice today. He was part-time. So let's see. Let's see what he can put together. Uh, I don't see much else on the forefront here. Oh, I wanted to talk New England in this game. New England, if you guys watched this game, I saw it, and it's an absolute mess at the running back position. Absolute mess. Uh, Okay, you've got Sammy Morris, Lamont Jordan, and Kevin Falk. And you've got fullback Keith Evans. You've got all these guys, and you're saying, okay, what's the rhyme or reason here that they're using them? Usually have a, a first or second down back, and then you have somebody come in on third down. Um, or maybe you have a series here and a series there. Uh, this, If you watch this or you go back to the game logs, you'll see what I'm talking about. This is an absolute mess. You have no idea to predict what Belichick is going to do, if he's going to put Morris in, Lamont. Lamont had 20 carries last week. Morris had 15. Falk had a couple. This is just a mess. I don't know what to tell you here. What 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 do we expect in, in a game where Belichick, you have no idea what he's going to do? Well, it seems like uh, most times, Scott, he he goes with Sammy. But like you said, you, you don't know. And uh, he brings in the, the best players for that particular situation. And uh, that's what makes him good. And I'll tell you what, I think Bill Belichick has done his best coaching job ever this year because he's had to deal without Tom Brady and plug in Castle and, uh, you know, run it back by committee. And let's face it, New England may not make the playoffs. They may not make the playoffs on a great, you know, the way they've finished the season. It's been awesome. Well, it'd be a good story. It'd be a good story if they do make the playoffs uh, to see that kid come in and, and, and lead them to uh, Castle to lead them to a playoffs. But I tell you what, something's not in the cards for the Patriots this week, and it's not my Jets fan talking, but I looked at the injury report, and I saw a lot of big names, and I don't have them written down here because it's not fantasy-related. I saw a lot of big names on that injury report looking iffy to play. And uh, I know they can plug guys right in, but you need that leadership, especially on a must-win game in Buffalo. I know Vegas thinks that Pats are going to win here, but this is not an easy game. And and if, you're, if you ask me for it uh, – uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think that Buffalo is gonna, gonna pull it out. So, um, let's keep going. Uh, we've got about uh, 20 minutes left in the show. Three four seven three two four five four zero four. If you want to give us a call, uh, looks like we do have a caller, and it's from the eight one two nine two three. Caller, you're on the air. Is that, that me, Scott? Is that, that's Doctor Dish. Uh, how, how you doing, doing buddy? Doing pretty good. I tell you, you haven't touched on the game I was really wanting to hear about. That's the San Diego and uh, Denver game. Well, let's do it right now. No time like the present. San Diego and Denver, Mike. Uh, another game where everything is on the line. San Diego is, is hot. One four straight. Uh, the Broncos have lost two straight. You've got a game here where Vegas, listen to this spread, gang. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Are you ready? Eight yep. points. San Diego is an eight-point favorite, and here's the over-under. Fifty and a half. <laughs> this game is going to be a score fest. Now we all know that San Diego has been torched all year long against the pass. They're number thirty-one in the league against quarterbacks, uh, against wide receivers. 
Uh, let's see. They're actually a little bit tighter here, number 17. So that means what? They are 32nd in the league against the tight ends, uh, allowing uh, a ton of points to the tight end. So Cutler's going to be looking to Scheffler. Cutler's going to be looking to Marshall. You can't stop Marshall, so it's going to be the Marshall, Marshall and Scheffler show. Uh, here's one interesting note here on Denver. Tatum Bell was re-signed, obviously, and he's he's in uh, he's in line to get a lot of carries. And if he does well, he just may be fighting for a contract. That guy's got uh, a contract at stake here. Uh, San Diego, I don't see any injuries on the books, and all you saw last week was the return of Antonio Gates, four for 43 and two touchdowns. Um, you had Vincent Jackson, who has cemented himself as a viable wide receiver in this league, seven catches, 111 yards, having a big, big year. And uh, then you've got LT back on track, 21 carries for 90 yards. Looks like that injury is well behind him. And then Phillip Rivers, what can you say, 287 yards and four touchdowns. Um, the guy, the, the the team is really gelling at the right time. They're doing it without their uh, uh, their defensive star in Merriman, but Castillo and all those guys, I guess, are coming up and making plays. And um, Vincent Jackson uh, is a guy that you've always liked, Mike, and he's he's getting it done for him. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Scott. I, I've been a big fan of Vincent Jackson, and uh, you know they've got they they've been getting it done. Uh, the one thing about it is. LT has not been healthy all year long, and I think he, I think he's healthy now. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of a shame that uh, it's kind of a shame that one of these two teams are going to lose out. But on the other side of it, uh, they're going to win and get in the playoffs with a 500 record, which is kind of sad too. But uh, I think. Either one of them can make noise in the playoffs. When you put Cutler at quarterback and whatever running back they want to decide to choose in Denver, and or you've got uh, Rivers and then LT, Vincent Jackson, I, I would not want to be Indianapolis facing San Diego. I would not want to face San Diego. And that's, what's gonna, that's what it's going to end up happening. Well, and I think that goes both ways, Mike. You get a home field advantage, and then you have to face the Colts. It's not its not a nice thing to have happen to you. Uh, when the Colts are a five seed, you look at that and you say, man, that's unfair. <laughs> there's there's yeah. a hotter team in the league than the Colts, and they're sitting there as a five seed just waiting for uh, wherever they have to go. But that is a tough matchup for them. I think they could easily manhandle the Broncos. I don't think it will be as easy uh, at, at San Diego by far. Uh, but Dish, what do you, what what are you thinking about this game? Do you have any any, any thoughts to share that we haven't covered? I kind of I kind of think it's going to be a shootout between the quarterbacks. That I, uh, I mean, I don't think I don't think Denver's got a chance to win if they do it like that. Uh, I mean, I, I think Philip Rivers and Jay Cutler both going to be throwing a lot. But for Denver to win, I think they're going to have to have somebody to run the ball. And I was looking at maybe Tatum Bell, but I don't know if he's going to if he can if he can do it. You know, against either, well, if you're neither defense you're, is playing very well, but. Chargers if you're San Diego, way. if you're San Diego, you use LT. Mm-hmm. You use LT and you use Sproles and you use them repeatedly and often. Denver's 28th in the league against running backs. Hello, they're yeah. going to uh, they're going to run the ball all day long uh, and and just pass to supplement that. But um, man, it's just one of those oh, games yeah. where Vegas thinks it's 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 runaway, and I don't see it that far off. Um, I don't see how they. Well, we'll talk about that as far as the spread's concerned because that is one of our uh, pick-a-teams this week. But 
Well, Scott, I I just want to interject. Uh, Just on a side note, and I don't mean this disrespectful to Ed Hockey Lee, but he's not going to be refereeing, will he? Well, he got it wrong. I wouldn't be surprised to see the NFL uh, take him out of this game. Uh, just on, I mean, it's the biggest game of the week, and, and you, you would think that uh, I know they rotate that those officials throughout the uh, throughout the year, but I, I don't think there's any way they put him in that situation where he has to call that game. That's just he'll he'll be in a big game for sure, but uh, I don't I don't think they put him back into that situation. That just opens yeah. the door for for trouble if you're the NFL, and they they'd rather avoid that at all costs. So this is a business. Um, that's a, that's a big game, and again, they moved that to the prime time. Uh, that's obviously the biggest game. There is no Monday night game this week, folks. It's Sunday night at 8:15, Denver at San Diego for all the marbles uh, to to get your tails handed to you by the Colts in round Hold one. I believe. They can blow at it. Let's uh, let's also talk uh, about Monday night. Uh, was invited earlier in this week to host uh, uh, an FFPC radio show uh, on Monday night. So I hope you guys will join me for that. Um, we are going to have Chad Schroeder back uh, as your inaugural first-year champion of the Fantasy Football Players Championship. So tune in uh, with us live on Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for the FFPC Radio Hour. Uh, We're going to be talking to Chad Schroeder. We're going to have Dave Gerzak, the founder uh, of the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the winner of the National Fantasy Football Championship of $100,000, the NBC event, and we're also going to have Alex Kaganowski, the founder, co-founder of the FFPC. Uh, he's going to be with us on Monday night. Uh, and we're going to talk about all things FFPC. We're also going to be talking about the playoff challenge that we have uh, at the Fantasy Football Players Championship. That is a lot of fun. I hope you guys join us. We'll be giving the link, the login, the instructions, how, to, how that contest works, and why it's so much fun. Mike uh, and, and uh, Dish, we've all played that. And, and Dish and I took that title a couple years ago with uh, – Peyton Manning and Thomas Jones in that Super Bowl, and that was a that was a nice day for us. But if we can repeat this year, <laughs> yeah. And well, let's get to that game. Uh, Chicago uh, has something to play for. They have to see the Vikings lose to the G-Men. Uh, Vegas thinks that's going to happen. They have the Vikes posted as a seven-point favorite. Uh, Coughlin said that um, they are not resting their stars. And you've got uh, Jacobs did not practice He, he on today. He's still questionable with a game-time decision on Sunday. So who knows what you're going to see there. Obviously, Derek Ward is more than capable. If you're the Giants, I think you rest them. You may get them, give them. It's like a preseason game. You, you get them in the game. You get them loosened up. But then just to make sure they're still running, they're still okay, and they're ready to hit hard. Maybe they score a touchdown or two, and then you pull them out, and then you throw your Get the reserves in playing time. Yeah, and you can you can satisfy the media too because you know they'll attack you if you lose that game and or if you lose in the playoffs they'll say it's because you rested them. Well, don't rest them. Coughlin's not that stupid. He'll throw them in there, get them some time, and then uh, pull them out just to be safe because you don't want an injury there either. So the Vikes have to win that game to get in. Uh, and Chicago has a game against uh, who are they playing? I had that down. Oh, Chicago uh, against Houston, and Houston's a two and a half point favorite here. I, and I can't believe I'm saying that, Mike. Houston, a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Chicago at home? Uh, is this – what's going you. on? Yeah. Uh, you know, Houston, first off, is, they've lost a lot of close games that uh, they should have won. And uh, against Chicago, uh, the coach. I can't figure that out either. I mean, Vegas, they know what they're doing. So, uh, going back to the uh, – 
What game was it? Uh, Baltimore or the Giants and Vikings. Yeah, the the Giants. Uh, the Giants, you know, I can't see Tom Coughlin just settling in and doing nothing. These guys are going to be ready. They're going to be ready to play, and they're going to win. They're going to win big time. Yep. Uh, well, I, I don't know if the G-Men will win that game, but the, the, when the Vikes have all that to play for, um, let's see what uh, – when does that game come on here? Did they set this up right? G-Men and the Vikes are playing uh, – anybody? Anybody? 1 o'clock? And then Chicago plays Houston uh, also at 1 o'clock. So that's another one of those. Going to be watching the scoreboard to see what happens. Um, I think the Vikes are more more capable to uh, to do something this, this year. Uh, I did see an injury on the front of Minnesota, Berrien. He's questionable with an ankle. Uh, he was limited in practice Friday. If you're if you're a wide receiver, no way. Scott, there is no way that Minnesota, Tavares Jackson's going to do anything against the Giants' defense. I'm sorry, that that, that will not happen. Well, the the, the Vikes are listed as a seven point favorite, a 42 over under. So Vegas is expecting what 25, uh, about 25 points out of the Vikings this week. So unless that's uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, Adrian Peterson show, uh, which very well could be. Let's let's take a look at that. The Giants are number ten in the league against the run and against the pass. Uh, anybody guess here? They're number eight against quarterbacks. So it's definitely a formidable defense. But uh, you saw last week that they can be ran on. So Carolina proved that. Uh, let's let's let uh, and, and if Eli Manning's not in that game, if they bench him in the second half, G-Men don't win that game. The Vikings are going to pull that out at home. Um, That's true. So I, you've, you've got to have Eli, and, and I don't know why. If you're confident you have nothing to win, you're not going to risk Eli all game. Uh, one bad sack against that type of defense that's that hungry. I think you just go ahead and let Minnesota. You, you, you go ahead and let Minnesota into the playoffs, and you don't have to face them unless they win. Uh, unless they win that game. And let's see, I've got Minnesota uh, at home as the three seed, and they're playing Philly if Philly wins. Uh, Obviously, if Dallas wins that game, uh, it just turns into many at home against Dallas. So I think you you just sit back and you say, okay, tell you what, uh, you guys have to come and get us. Uh, We're going to be playing that Arizona winner anyway, Uh, Arizona-Atlanta or Arizona-Carolina. I don't think if you're the Giants you risk too much here. Uh, or you put too much on the line when it's a game where you've already got uh, the one seed uh, locked up for the playoffs. So, I agree. Okay. Well, guys, we've got uh, five minutes left. Let's touch on uh, a couple other games here. Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay's an 11-point favorite. Uh, real quick, driver fully practiced. He's probable. Brandon Jackson is doubtful for the game, so start Ryan Grant. Uh, if there's any question about that, Detroit uh, is the worst team in the league when it comes to stopping running backs. Uh, they're number 28 in the league when it comes to stopping wide receivers. It's an absolute field day. Green Bay's favored by 11. And you're going to see your first 0-16 uh, team we've ever seen, Mike. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. I thought that uh, I thought they could win a game here or there against maybe New Orleans or what have you. But, uh, no, this team's folded up. Uh, Kevin Jones, he's even admitted that uh, his, his buddy, Calvin Johnson, He's catching a ton, a ton of passes for a lot of yards, but uh, no, this this team has zero and sixteen written all over. 
we've got a Giants fan in the chat room saying that they think the Giants will play hard. And again, Coughlin said that, but you're the one seed, and and I I just don't think you if you if if, if you have an Eli injury there, your job is on the line. If you if you let Eli in the fourth quarter in a meaningless game. Why would you do that? So, again, I'm thinking that you're still, and, again, this is for those teams that are, are wondering which players you start. I think my best guess, Coughlin plays the middle here. It's the safe play for him. You're the coach. Play the middle. Let the guys play a half, sit a half. You, you appease both crowds uh, where they do get to play. They go ahead and get some points on the board. Uh, they still start to gel against a tough Minnesota team. It gets to show what they're capable of, and then, you sit them for the second half. You let the subs see what they can do. They've, they've obviously got uh, jobs to play for as well and see what they can't do. Uh, let's Coughlin get a, a little bit of an idea of what he has there on the team. Tennessee uh, is a team that has nothing to prove. Uh, they, their spot is already locked up. Tennessee's a three-point favorite at Indy. Who knows what we'll see in that game. We're probably going to see a lot of scrubs. Uh, Lindale's questionable. I don't think you risk Chris Johnson. I don't think you risk Peyton Manning. You're going to see Jim Sorge probably in, in, after a quarter or two. You're, you're probably going to see a little, a little bit of Reggie Wayne, probably not much. And you've got Marvin, the game-time decision, with a knee. I think you rest him. Sanders, Mr. Hurt, he's questionable. Uh, he's not expected to play. And they've already announced that Dominic Rhodes is out. So I guess by elimination that means Adaya is in, but maybe not. Uh, I still don't think you trust any of those players in that game, and you just avoid them, which is why, again, I, I hope for your sake you don't have uh, lineups and championships in Week 17. Um, it's just it just makes for these types of types of games. Tampa Bay is a team we didn't talk about here, guys. Garcia is starting. They're a 13 point favorite at home against Oakland. Shouldn't be a problem for them. And when I look at the uh, playoff scenario generator here, uh, I've got Tampa Bay. If you if you give Tampa Bay the win, they still need help, right, to get in. Um, they need. Uh, let's see here. Let's give. Uh, well, we've got the Giants beating Minnesota. Uh, how do they get in here, guys? Are they out? No, Tampa Bay, they need a win and help. Oh, it's Philly. They need Philly to win. They need Philly to win, and that mean, and Philly's still not guaranteed. So if Philly wins, they're still not guaranteed. Uh, I've got a yeah. scenario right here. So they need a Philly win, and they need a Tampa Bay win to get in the playoffs as a sixth seed at Minnesota. Um that looks like the, the gist of it right there. Um, I don't see anything else happening here. Yep. Let's go to St. Louis. Atlanta's already locked in. We knew that. Yep, so that's what it is. Uh, Tampa Bay needs to win, uh, and they need Philadelphia. So let's see what time that game's on. Philadelphia is obviously the 4 o'clock game, and Tampa Bay's the 1 o'clock game. So Tampa Bay has to sit and watch. And if Philadelphia if Philadelphia wins, so let's what's the scenario that Philadelphia gets in the playoffs? They need to win, and they need Oakland to beat Tampa Bay. Is that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Wow. Well, sorry, Eagles fans. That's uh, that doesn't look doable. That's just that tie. That tie against Cincinnati. Interesting. Wow. Well. Uh, guys, we've covered a lot of games here. I don't see any other ones. Seattle, Arizona, there's no reason to cover that. Arizona's going to rest their guys against Seattle. Uh, Seattle has no shot at getting in. Um, right now, Scott, Neil, sure. give me your Super Bowl picks right now. I'm going with the Giants and Baltimore. 
John's Baltimore. Scott, go for it. Okay, well, uh, I think you have to like the Colts in the AFC, and then in the NFC, I, I, I like what I'm seeing out of uh, Carolina, but I, I, I just n- am not going to pull the trigger on that. I'm going to say that it's uh, an all-manning Super Bowl, Eli against Peyton. All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Indianapolis and Carolina. All right. Coach. Well, folks, that's, that's all we have. We're red versus blue is over. Thanks for everybody showing up. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Guys, we're going to stick around here and and continue the podcast for those guys that uh, want to listen to our picks that we, we have every week. Uh, so we're going to start there, and uh, we, again, we ran right up to the wire. We had no time left, uh, so we had to uh, we had to get that in for all the live listeners that were here. Um, but we are still streaming uh, our, to the podcast, and um, we're we're going to go ahead and go to our challenge, where one of us will rightfully claim, "I am the smartest man alive." Will <laughs> be me. It's a legendary contest, and gang, it's all on the line here this week. Uh, I don't have updated standings. I know it's a dogfight for all of us here. Uh, I think everybody had uh, Mike. I think Mike had a, a good week last week. He picked I had Tennessee. a pretty good week, but I'm still below 500. <laughs> <laughs> you picked Tennessee to win. Uh, it, it was funny. Everybody picked Dallas last week except Rachel. Everybody picked Pittsburgh last week except Mike. Everybody picked Minnesota last week against Rachel. Everybody picked Carolina this week against the Giants, except for, for, for Neil. Uh, so there's four games there where one person stood alone mm-hmm. and was right, and everybody else was wrong. Okay? I thought that was neat to see. And then, obviously, game five, uh, um, Neil and Mike both picked Chicago minus four, and you guys got it done, right? Wasn't there a touchdown in that game to win it, or was it a Robbie Gold field goal? It was a Robbie, Robbie Gold. Okay, so 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 myself and Rachel covered in that game. Uh, so I went one and four, and uh, that means uh, Neil, you went uh, one and four. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you went one and four. <laughs> and That's Rachel terrible. Went three and Rachel went. Rachel went three and two, so she's the undisputed leader this week. Uh, our five games that we have on tap: Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay is an eleven-point favorite, and. Uh, 11 points is a lot of points, uh, but I think Detroit gives them a better game than that. I'm going to take Detroit plus 11 to uh, – to, uh, I think they still lose the game, but I think Detroit covers that spread. That's a lot of points. Mike, what do you got? Okay, well, Rachel said it ain't going to happen. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I like Detroit plus the 11. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, I hope – that Detroit covers, but I hope they don't win. And uh, Rachel's got Green Bay minus the 11. All right. And Neil? Well, you know, uh, we had one team last year, Miami, do that. was uh, I think they won one game last year, did they? Won 15. I hate to see a team in that position they're in. They've got to win a game for Detroit. As bad as uh, you got the, uh, the big three in Detroit, you know, and they're doing terrible, and 
I don't look for nothing. To, they got to have something to hang on to. I'm going to pull for Detroit. All right. Well, that that basically means that uh, Rachel's right. Probably. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, Denver at San Diego. San Diego is an eight-point favorite. Uh, the night game. Denver at San Diego minus eight. Uh, Mike, who do you got? I think Denver is going to enjoy tearing this parade up. Uh, I'll, I'll take Denver plus the eight. I don't think they'll win the game, but uh, I see I see this game being a 34-31 type game. 27-24 type game. I'll take Denver. All right, Neil. Two teams going in absolutely opposite directions. Who do you like? Well, I, 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 they are at just like you said. They're going absolute. Uh, Denver had this division locked up, locked up, and blowed it. Lost three of their last five, and just have got. I just can't see them uh, coming up with the kind of running game they need to kill that clock. So I'm, I think it's going to be a thro- uh, just a throw game, and I see him getting picked off a couple times. Cutler. I'll I take San Diego and give the eight. All right. Uh, Rachel, who does she have? San Diego. Hey, Rachel, how are you? All right. Rachel's hey. going to take San Diego, man. Rachel's going to take San Diego minus eight. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, Mike, I'm going to go. Oh, wow, but I am. We're going um, to be split 2 2. Well, LT is going to. Step up to the plate. Yeah, I think so. Gates is looking good too. I like that perspective, Rachel. Okay, we got the big game against the Jets. 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 Miami at the Jets minus two and a half. You guys know where I'm going here, Rachel. It's me versus you, baby. I got the Jets, and you have the Dolphins, right? Well, hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, well, this is going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jets, who knows? Dolphins, I don't think they give Pennington enough, and he's going against his former team. Carr kind of screwed up the last four or five games, right, with interceptions and no touchdowns. And it really screws me up because I got Keller as my tight end, and he can't even throw to him. So uh, I want to see my Dolphins go but i know it's your jets and that's okay but it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fight it's gonna be a dog fight it was a fight week one too the jets yeah. only won that game 20 to 14 uh Favre was 194 and two touchdowns thomas jones had 100 yards and a touchdown and then pennington in his first game throws for 250 and two and there was no running game to speak of at that point but uh you have to think that uh it's going right. to be a very similar and, and and look at this we called this uh, earlier in the uh, show, Mike said it, uh, tight ends were the story, and it last week one it was. Fasano had 84 yards and a touchdown. Martin had 53 yards and a touchdown. Twelve of the receptions went to tight ends. Uh, Mike, who do you like in this game, buddy? I'm going I'm going with Miami, Scott. I, I like Miami plus points, and uh, I just, you know, I got to I got to see something out of uh, the Jets. The Jets don't win in fourth quarter. And Miami wins in fourth quarters, and that's that's a thing that, that that's a turning factor in my opinion. Well, the one thing I want to caution you with before you make your pick here, Neil, is oh, that gonna, uh, the I'm NFL. I'm going to tie it up here. I'm going to tie it up here. It's going to be. Uh, I'm going with the Jets at home here. Uh, this is this is for all the marbles. I mean, yep. I like I like uh, Pennington, and I think the Farb's a little beat up, but I think that you're going to see them show up with everything they got. Well, and again, the NFL is a business. I know we're fans. The NFL is a business, gang. 
and you're there to uh, make the money, and you're there to entertain people, and uh, you want Brett Favre in your playoffs. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You want you want Favre in the playoffs if you're the NFL. Pats at Buffalo, game four. Patriots minus six at Buffalo. At Buffalo. I love the Bills in this game, guys. I love the Bills in this game. No Marshawn Lynch or Marshawn Lynch. Fred Jackson can take care, do his job. That's all they ask him to do. The Bills are a balanced team. They've had a little bit of bad luck when Trent Edwards went down. Trent Edwards is back. And the Swami, hey, he's a big Bills fan. I think you know that the Bills are more than capable of winning a game uh, at home against anybody. I take the Bills in the upset. Scott, you're way off, buddy. Uh, New England is the hottest team going right now. And there is no way that Buffalo is going to cover Hotter than the Colts? Hotter than the Colts? Yeah, I think they are hotter than the Colts. The Colts win games by three or four points. New England wins games by 30. Okay, well, we kind of have to – we're getting a little off track here, but we got to remember who they played. They played Arizona without Warner. Uh, that was the, the game end, that was in oh, the blizzard. Is, there, is Arizona, are they going to be in the playoffs? They played Oakland week 15. They locked it up. Is they, Arizona going to be in the playoffs? They played Seattle and won by three week 14. They played Pittsburgh and got absolutely stomped at home 33-10. to 10. That makes them even better. Played. Come on. Okay. Let's, let's, let's keep going. Mike Mike took the Patriots. Uh, Rachel, who do you got? Rachel, who do you got? New England or uh, Buffalo? New England. <laughs> so said New England. All right. And, Neil, who do you got? Well, we're going to make it a 2 2 tie this time, too, because I'm going to go Buffalo. Uh, I'd like them at home again. You know, uh, uh, I know it's. Uh, this is a do or die for New England, and uh, they're going to have to. But I don't think they've got. They're going. Buffalo's a hard team pass on. Yep. Well, we can take a look at that real quick here. Uh, Buffalo, um, number nineteen in the league against quarterbacks. Uh, they are in their division team. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Let's go, let's go to Game Five. Dallas at Philly. Philly's a minus one and a half point favorite. Uh, Rachel, we're going to start with you. Philly's a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Who do you like? God. Who'd she take? Tell me. All right, start with Rachel. Who'd, who'd she take? Dallas to Philly. Philly minus one-and-a-half. Philadelphia. Uh, All right. She's got, a, she's got a comfortable lead, guys. If you're going to catch her, you're going to have to go the other way, right? Yep. I'm going. I'm going Dallas. I'm going with the Cowboys because I feel like that. Uh, hopefully, Wade Phillips will just sit back and not do a thing and let Short Choice have the ball. But uh, one thing about this game, uh, and Tony Romo has flu-like symptoms, so who know? Who knows what might happen? But uh, I gotta go with Dallas. All right, Neil. Who you got? I'm going with Philly. Just for uh, the same reason, I think Philadelphia or Dallas is just so banged up right now. You don't know who's going to play, and uh, Witten's banged up good. I mean, he, he tries to play, but he can't play like that. Um, and 
with Romo being doubtful, I just think Philly's in better shape. Well, point and a half. You know what? There's a lot of drama with Dallas. There always is. You're always going to have drama against uh, with the Cowboys. Roy Williams pops off this week and talks about how you brought me in here. You're not getting me the ball. Owens has to come back in and defend him. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, guys. This is just the epitome of teams that are playing individual mm-hmm. sports, and they're not a team oh. at all. And Philadelphia is a team, and they've got a lot to play for at home, especially after that big boneheaded comment. You've got Andy Reid possibly looking at his job. You've got McNabb looking at his job. They've got a lot to play for. They need help to get in the playoffs. But you know what? They control this game, and I say Philadelphia uh, wins it, and they send the Cowboys home. Jerry Jones has to think about what this team needs to do. Uh, Obviously, it starts at the top. The coaching change is imminent next year. It's going to happen. Then you may have a a chance to get behind something. But uh, I think the coaching change is going to happen first. You need need somebody that's going to lay down some law. And uh, the troublemakers. The the coach just doesn't. uh, Coach just doesn't do that. So, all right, that's our picks. And gang, uh, do you guys want to take that contest through the playoffs? I don't see why we shouldn't. I think we'll just let it run all throughout. Throughout the year, and, and I've got uh, a nice little Maybe surprise for the winner. Our average. <laughs> we're going to recognize. Keep it going through uh, college basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we can uh, we can do something with there. We can have a football. Uh, we can restart it with uh, basketball, and we can have uh, uh, football end after uh, after the playoffs. So. Well, guys, I appreciate you, uh, sh- you you showing up and being on the show. Red versus Blue has has, has uh, really gotten a lot of attention from Blog Talk Radio, and they became a we became a featured show in a, in a relatively short amount of time. From what I hear, it's pretty unheard of with uh, as fast as our listener base has grown. Uh, we're constantly getting the downloads throughout the season. Obviously, it'll be a little uh, lower as the as this week uh, hits us. But you know what? We had uh, coverage one of our biggest weeks uh, last week uh, by far. So. Uh, it's nice to have that. Please come back and join uh, join me as I host uh, FFPC Radio Monday night at 10. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. We're going to have on uh, some big names that have uh, done a lot in the fantasy circles, and it's going to be more of an FFPC uh, uh, talk and conversation about what's going on with that event, what's going on with that playoff challenge that we hope you guys join. I think the, the, the sign-up is 150 or maybe even 200 bucks. I don't know, but the top prize is probably going to be over five grand this year. It's definitely – a lot of fun. I'm going to have multiple teams in it this year, and uh, we're going to give it a whirl. So, Great. Uh, guys, appreciate it. Dish, thanks for coming on. And Mike, as always, Anytime. my friend, appreciate they post, you. They post uh, the link on the that. Down. We'll send Love out a link to all of our listeners. Happy New Year, guys. Yep, this has been Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, and and uh, thanks for joining us. We'll uh, we'll see you next week.
How do you think white people always get ahead? Because we cheat all the time. I mean, because they cheat all the time. This is Bill Belichick, coach of the New England Patriots. He's won three Super Bowls. How? He cheated. He even got caught cheating, and nobody cared. Bill Belichick proved that in America it's okay to cheat, as long as you cheat your way to the top. Hey, I don't want to be called a cheater. No, no. If you cheat and fail, you're a cheater. If you cheat and succeed, you're savvy. This is bullshit. I don't want to waste my time learning to cheat. Go ahead, the door's right there. Bye-bye, Hafon. We will miss you. How do I reach these kids? How do I reach these kids? Just before the last Super Bowl, Bill Belichick gathered his football players and said, Let's win this one for real. Just this one time. Let's not cheat. You know what happened? They lost. Even if you feel all eyes are upon you, you cannot give up on cheating. Or else you can lose the biggest game of your lives. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on.